0: All the missionaries who were out at about my time, all like all their visas were just about to expire and everything, and we were like, "Okay, when are we getting out of here?"
1: Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast,
0: an inside look at missionary
1: service and its lifelong impact. Hi, right, welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. Nathan here. We got a special guest, Isaac Barry. How are hey, you? How are you doing today, Isaac? I
0: am doing good. It's been a good day so far. So,
1: right on. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Would you just tell a little bit about yourself? Just where you're from, where you served your mission, and stuff.
0: Alrighty. Um, well, I'm Isaac Barry. I am from Las Vegas, and I served my mission in through Trujillo South, um, from 2018, and I got back this last September. Last April, actually,
1: conference weekend. So. Okay, <laughs> nice. So just just a little over a year then. Yeah, just wow. Like well, yeah, just thirteen, almost here. almost fourteen months. Yeah, getting about there. Fourteen months. Wow, that's, so that's crazy. Time flies. <laughs> time, <laughs> it surely does. It surely does. That's awesome. No, and and just a fun fact. So Isaac was actually um, we met in a, a mission preparation class at BYU-Idaho yep. back in, was it 2017, 2018?
0: let see, graduated 2017, so it was winter of...
1: 2018.
0: No, yeah, it was January of 2018-ish,
1: yeah. Yeah, so. that's crazy, yeah, so then, and then fast forward to when we were both in the MTC we were in the same zone so uh yeah same ward in the mtc and it was uh nice yeah so yeah it was a good time yeah it was awesome it was awesome small world for sure yeah. but uh but yeah so what was uh what was the mission like down in uh you said Trujillo south Trujillo south yeah what was what was kind of the culture of the mission like uh-huh. the people and the the missionaries like how was it
0: so the people were actually like really really nice um if you know any like lot If you know, like the Latin culture, Mm -hmm. if you are basically, what's the word? Um, Basically, if you're an outsider from that country, they want to just give you their all. (laughs) And literally, that was the Peruvian cultures. Like they were so nice; they wanted to give you everything. Even That's so like cool. if it was water that wasn't like just you could see the dirt through it. Like they just wanted to give you everything. Um, but it was it was an amazing experience. Um, the missionary the missionary work was amazing down there. There was definitely a lot of work to do, and a lot of people just wanted to listen to you, accept you into their house, and hear what you wanted what you were. Going to teach them so they're very receptive very loving
1: people that's so. so cool that is so cool that that reminds me actually of um I believe it's alma thirty one and thirty two when he's teaching the people like the Zoramites mm-hmm. he's um, talking about faith and how oh, yeah. and like being humble yeah and like how yeah. much how much better is it yeah I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> just kind of what it, like, what, what it reminds me of and that's awesome like just the difference between um I guess just having that in their culture, like the difference between have like having it in the culture versus not, and then kind of being more compelled to, to be humble. So, yeah. But that's so cool. It was,
0: it was also like really nice because um, like they all had like a Christian
1: background. Really? um because most of them weren't Catholics mm,
0: yeah um so they all had a basis of a belief in God and Christ so it was re- actually really easy to just kind of build upon that foundation for them and, and kind of teach them like the Book of Mormon and, and how it relates to the Bible and everything so it was it was definitely a life-changing experience and he definitely like learned more about the Book of Mormon and, and the Bible and how they correlate together in that time so
1: yeah it was a good time yeah I bet was there because you you mentioned a lot of them have a, a pretty pretty big Christian background yeah. um, and as far as you know obviously they accept the Bible believe the Bible wholeheartedly was there a kind of a um, you, was it easier easier for them to because because of that was it easier for them to kind of accept other scriptures as well
0: it, so it was it was easier um, but you kind of had to demonstrate like okay because a lot of them believe that the Bible is the Bible and Mm -hmm. like it says that you can't add or take away the words from the Bible so you had to explain that this was in the time of you know before Christ and after Christ and you had to correlate the two and the timing and everything and and how they both talk about Christ and how one doesn't go against the other or anything they correlate and their sole purpose is just to bring us unto christ so i mean teaching people that wasn't super hard Mm -hmm. um it was definitely the people who accepted it definitely got a stronger testimony um they understood the scriptures better but
1: yeah (laughs) no that makes sense so just kind of not just saying, hey, here's more scripture, but right. kind of explaining it a little bit more in right. depth, almost almost showing them yeah. as much as you can. Yeah,
0: and then inviting them to pray, to receive their own testimony about it. And, and the people who did that usually like gained a testimony of it is good. That's, <laughs> a, that's so
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the mission was just seeing people change. Yeah. Like both, I guess both myself and those that I was working with Mm -hmm. it was just, it's it's just incredible that change.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there's actually um, one guy on my mission. um, I remember we were walking back home and it was actually like pretty late at night and it was like just about time to be back home Mm -hmm. and me and my comp, we were just kind of tired, but we kind of we we're walking the streets and we passed down this alleyway and this one guy was just kind of standing out there and we we passed by him and then we were like nah we both felt the impression we turned back around and we we actually um went up contacted him he's like oh i'll be in my home tomorrow if you guys want to swing by so nice. we came by and we started teaching him um little did we know, like it actually, like changed his life. I guess he was having a lot of family problems, a lot of um, drinking problems as well. And when we introduced him to the church and everything, the the commandments and the word of wisdom, he actually gave that all up. Really, and he he was better with his family because he lived with his parents and whatnot and his wife. And he just his whole life just kind of flipped around and and that glow that he had was just uh you just can't even you can't even put it into words all right yeah like just yeah. you can see it in their face and it's just absolutely amazing but...
1: yeah wow that's that is so cool thanks for sharing that story yeah. i think those are um you know we were we were talking with uh max and we had him on the show a little while ago but just like the little things and that and obviously that's that's kind of a bigger thing yeah. <laughs> but like those those things carry you like yeah. Like in the, because I mean, everyone's going to go through hard times on the mission, but in those, in those harder times, those things carry you through. And so that's, that's so cool. And I like how you mentioned the glow because that, that that's, that's so true. Like once, and you can definitely tell if somebody's living the gospel of Jesus Christ, because you can just see it. (laughs) You can see it in their, in their countenance. Like they're, they're smiling, they're happy. They're, they're talking with people. They're, they're turning outward Mm -hmm. as uh, Elder Bednar talks about the character of Christ. So. (laughs) Yeah, that's excellent. And so you said you got back in April of last year, and that was like right as COVID was hitting, right?
0: Yeah. So um, if I'm not mistaken, it was about two weeks after the U.S. has fully placed like quarantine. Okay. Um, Because my sister actually got back um, right like literally two weeks before they placed it uh-huh and then she had to go through the whole two-week quarantine oh, she was really? out for two days and then they announced oh yeah we have to go back into quarantine holy cow and then a couple days later i came home so wow yeah <laughs> wow, that's quite the
1: quite the turn of events yeah, yeah holy
0: it was a fun time it was definitely an experience
1: <laughs> so you were in in Trujillo at the time right yeah and so was, how was how was it getting yeah. out of there like
0: oh yeah so that's a whole miracle in itself pretty much um because we were in quarantine for three weeks um stuck inside our houses mm-hmm. um the president of peru came out and said um all right well we all need to stay inside our houses um, we're placing a quarantine and you guys can't leave i can't remember all the details um, you can only go outside at these times, and then you have to be back inside. Uh-huh. And, it's like a curfew. Yeah, so basically like a curfew. Uh-huh. And then, um, then cases kept going up and up and up. And then he started placing more and more on like the different areas that were getting more cases. And Trujillo was one of those places that uh, kept getting cases. Okay. So it got so crazy where only men could go out like Mondays, women could go out Tuesdays, and then it was it wow. alternated and then Sundays no one could go out.
1: Wow, that's intense.
0: And yeah, it was it was crazy because we had a pension. And we had to figure out how we were going to get food from our pension. Um, uh, on those days that we couldn't go out, So we had to figure out how we were going to talk to our families. And, um, at the time, the kids, all the missionaries who were out at about my time, all like all their visas were like just about to expire and everything. And we were like, okay, when are we getting out of here? <laughs> Cause, Oh man. Yeah. Cause he blocked down, um, he, everything air travel everything like you couldn't go on the bus you couldn't travel in taxis nothing so we were kind of shut down shut everything down. wow yeah. and it was a huge miracle that we actually got out of there at the time that we
1: did um because we were able to there the church was able to get planes
0: in um we got passes from the u.s embassy that let us walk on the street on a day that it wasn't our day to go out and hop on a plane to actually get out of wow. the country so it was, it was crazy wow
1: that is that is something to write about in the journal
0: oh yeah <laughs> i got lots of pages in that one so. wow <laughs>
1: that's that's so cool yeah i guess mean, cool that you know that uh you know the church was able to I say the church, but really like yeah, it was the power of God. God's plan, yeah,
0: for sure. It was God's timing, everything. And, and looking back at it, you can definitely see, um, one, it was it was just a miracle in itself. And it was definitely on, on God's timing because just everything just fell into place at the right time. And and it was funny. Well, it's not funny. It's, it's actually like um, when my mom still talks about it but to this day. <laughs> Um, because at the con- at conference they were going to do the hosanna shout, uh-huh. and literally like an hour after they did the hosanna shout, my mission president sent out an email that we were on the plane headed back to the U.S. So wow! It was like, oh my gosh! So,
1: <laughs> but you're uh, shouting hosanna after that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was
0: it was, it was crazy, but wow, it was a good time.
1: <laughs> wow yeah no i feel like that would definitely a testimony builder for just sure. to see the hand <laughs> the hand of god and all of that oh for
0: sure
1: like yeah. all over that <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally wow that is so cool thanks for sharing that yeah no that's problem. that is so cool yeah, yeah. And just just kind of to wrap things up a little bit here um, what advice would you give to those that are that are kind of preparing to go serve a mission Mm -hmm. and you know just don't really know what to expect I mean I'm sure you didn't anticipate anything like that (laughs) Um, like what would you say to to someone who's preparing or still or maybe still thinking about it
0: yeah um, so those who are thinking about it um, definitely start praying about it Um, it doesn't matter kind of like how old you are um, definitely start praying and start trying to find the desire to go. Um, first of all, and those who are like, okay, I'm going, um, start preparing yourself now. I had no idea, um, what I was in for. Um, but something that I learned is you just always need to be diligent in the work Um, I know like a big thing is like there's lots of kids going in stateside right now because of COVID and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of kids who don't want to go out because they're getting sent stateside. Well, honestly, you just need to stay diligent in the work and accept that this is God's work here. You need to be doing this for him and not. For you pretty much mm-hmm. um, because in this two years it's going to change you but it's going to change you in the best way um, I can honestly say that the person I was before my mission and the person I am now are two completely different people um, especially spiritually um, but it's you need to be focusing yourself now preparing yourself now to get into the field start teaching and just lose yourself in the work, honestly, um, diligence. If you have diligence and obedience, you'll see lots of miracles in, in your life and in, in your mission for sure. So,
1: yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. I testify that what Isaac said is true. <laughs> um, no, but I like how you mentioned, you know, those that are thinking about it, you start praying about it. Yeah. Like it's not just, you know, don't just think about it, but, include God in on you know get let him let him in on your your decisions (laughs) like yeah yeah. and that's not just for preparing for a mission but I mean especially for a mission but in everything and anything like just keeping him you know in your your thought process
0: and like your decisions everything definitely because he's going to guide you in in the right way um, as to what you should be doing Um, and honestly it's going to be the best thing for your life because you'll just receive the answers that you are needing, what you're looking for, and he'll just steer you in the right direction, 10 out of 10, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, for sure. 100%, 100%, 100%. <laughs> it's so true. No, and just one, one final question. Um, what advice would you give to those that have just barely gotten back? I know you've been back for about 14, 14 months-ish. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what advice would you what, would you, what do you wish you would have known when you just got back? Um,
0: honestly, just because you're back from the mission doesn't mean the work has ended and doesn't mean that you need to steer off from that, like schedule that you were on, that routine. Um, Definitely stay with your scripture study. Keep going to church and keep with your daily prayers because those are the things that are going to be keeping you on path. Um, sadly I have lots of friends I know lots of kids who are returned missionaries um, close buddies of mine who they don't keep up with those three things and they just kind of get lost as they get back because you just you don't feel the same Mm -hmm. when you come back for sure so if you keep to that routine you will always feel like you're always just as close with God as you are in your mission as you are when you get back from mission for sure um, because sometimes you feel like, oh, well, I'm not on the mission. I don't gotta keep by that schedule. Um, mm-hmm. No, you stay diligent, stay obedient, keep to that schedule, and it'll serve you for the rest of your life for sure. So,
1: yeah, no, I love that. I think. Um, well, I read I read a book a while back called The Compound Effect, and the reason why you change so much, like why you're so different from day one and day whatever number it is, <laughs> like whether whether you have to go home a little early or whatever it is, like. The reason why you changed so much is because of the little things you're doing every day that just compound over time, and I, I, I think that's just a testament to what you were you were saying about making sure you're doing the little things, praying, yeah. reading the scriptures, going to church. It's
0: the, it's the little things that bring on marvelous works. So <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. It's true. No, well, thanks for your time, Isaac. Thanks yeah. for joining us, and yeah, no we really do uh, really do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. So.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Call to Serve podcast. We hope that the experiences and principles that have been shared have helped you either prepare for or benefit from your missionary service.
0: Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Call to Serve Media. Hope to see you next time.